Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast. Hi. Hey, how's it going? And welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week, the guys get to find out what Extreme Rules is as we get to mark out No Sell. It's a premium live event, oh, sir. Premium live event. I a premiere? Is it a premium premium, premiere? Premium. Premiere? Yes. I honestly couldn't tell you. Let's go with lame. It's a lame live event. I could tell you the entire card for the January 1987 Saturday Night's main event, but I couldn't tell you if this is a premium or premier live event. What was the fourth match? Piper. No, it's a tag match. It's um, Bulldogs and Hearts. You could say anything that we would have no idea to foul check it. Yeah. We wouldn't have a clue if it was right or not. <laughs> you could have said Ultimo Dragon versus Scott Steiner. Like, yeah, that sounds right. That would have been an amazing <laughs> 1987. But I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. For now. That's right, bringing out the old bits. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Joe, you ain't woman enough to take my man. Thank you. R.I.P. Loretta Lynn. And the ch- ch- chosen one, Mike Boobel. I can't follow Loretta Lynn. No. Um... Stand by your man? I don't know. Ah, no. Tammy Wynette. Oh. Nothing against D-I-V-O-R-C-E? Tammy Wynette. That's weird. Stand by your man, huh? To get that check. To get that check. Mm. Well, we're going to start the show show off with some some sad news as Antonio Noki passed away. Yes. The great kanji. Antonio Inoki. 81? 79? 79? 79. Yeah, so five years younger than Great Baba. How about that? Yeah, two that legends, crazy? two legends dying you know, with Laura Lynn and of course the, the great Antonio Inoki. Uh, maybe second only to Vince McMahon in terms of sheer craziness, genius, and gigantic set of balls all in one person. Like the size of grapefruits. Like I mean, yeah, his were probably bigger than grapefruits though. Like would Gallagher smash him? <laughs> probably. He would try and then, anyway. And then be and homophobic then it, about it? He would try, but, but I don't know if he would slap him and transfer his fighting spirit. <laughs> what about Black Gallagher? He's going to go out like a punk bitch. I have no uh, comment on Black Gallagher. No comment. <laughs> Antonio Inoki is on a short list of the most important people in Japanese pro wrestling. And now he's on the list of the most important people in pro wrestling history, period. How crazy is it that Ricky Dozan, the, the greatest... Uh, Champion in Japanese history, the the guy who built it all. But, but what Korea. about Tanahashi? Well, let's save the smarky shit, Sammy, for later. All right, Guevara. But but what about Okada? Uh, well, you know. But one of the most important. And how crazy is it that he decided he needed to, you know, build for the future and get two proteges? And the two proteges he picked at the same time were Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki. They debuted the same day. Yeah. How crazy! I mean, is it's it? you know, it's like, it's like seen and Ben Lesnar walking in the gym. And yeah. like, huh? How crazy is All it right. that it worked out that way? That's nuts. That it ends up being the other two most important guys in the history of Japanese wrestling. Do they surpass Ricky? Does yes, I think they did. I mean, some Japanese pundits and purists may differ. I think they surpassed both of them. Did so after Ricky Dozen dies, those two are still in the JWA, the Japanese Wrestling Association. And they were a team, unbeatable. I would hope so. And they both did tours of America. 
Portland. Uh, boy, I just finished reading that book about the history of Portland wrestling, which is fucking awesome, by the way. Baba like worked like saw up a garden, right? Like, like his excursion went a little better than Anoki's. Yeah, but Bo- he had the size. <laughs> Baba who was so big. Anoki, I what don't think he, Anoki. How big was Giant Baba? Seven foot. Oh my. Jesus. That's big for a Japanese wrestler. Him and Andre that is huge. Well, I mean, him and Andre would team up, and they're about the same height. And we all was know Andre, Andre not Andre quite, was K quite seven, seven feet? Four. According yeah. to according yeah. to Wiki, he was only six ten. Like I said, him and Andre about the same height. Uh, Andre was never quite. Andre may have made seven foot. Uh, that's about it, though. Um, but from to me, he'll always be seven four. Five hundred pounds. Five hundred and twenty five pounds from Grenoble in the French Alps. Um, there it is. Well, well, this is Andre's shirt. Sorry. But in 1972, <laughs> the, if you know, you his know. memory serves Hogan, brother. <laughs> it's a random ass white T-shirt. This is Andre's shirt. Okay. In 1972. To the best of my recollection, brother. They both had, they both had aspirations. And they, you know, they both left JWA. And then the same year, they both. Baba, like, fuck this company. Baba created All Japan Pro Wrestling, and then Anoki's like, hold my beer. I have New Japan Pro Wrestling. And they became the two dominant for 30 years. Uh, Anoki was more of a grandstander. He loved the limelight. There wasn't... A, the term, the spotlight was too bright, was never fucking used for Antonio Anoki. They couldn't find a bright enough spotlight. He was just on, they had him on a couple years ago on the uh, Dark Side of the Ring when they yeah. did the, uh, the Coalition, the, the Coalition Korea. Korea thing, yeah. This motherfucker, I mean, he, he fought Ali, famously, kind of. Mm, up and, yeah, <laughs> you know. They put something on, let's That's, just say that. They, well, they put on a show. It was supposed to be work, then it turned into a shoot, but then neither one of them wanted to shoot. So it was weird. He just like laid there and kicked him a bunch. It was weird. Well, it was weird. It, originally, <laughs> it, was weird. it originally started when Ali didn't want to take any full on moves the day of. Yeah, he decided I don't want to take any moves full on. It's probably fair. Like, so what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, and then but, MMA was born. But yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, Anoki actually plays a pretty big and part then, in the history of that. Oh uh, yes, he does. Um, honestly, and it actually ended up being worse for Ali that. He didn't want to take the it's full on blows. It was a bad look. Well, no, it actually fucked his legs up for the rest of his career, too. He, those legs were so fucked up and bruised after that fight, and they say he never truly recovered from the leg issues. Um, that he'd have been better off just playing ball the other way. Um, either, because both, you know, they both wanted to save face and look good. Yep, of course. And the way it was set up right before bell time, Ali was the only one going to look good. And like I said, that motherfucker, Anoki, when do you think you saved him? There wasn't a light bright enough for that son of a bitch. So he was going to make sure he looked good, too. And he did. But he also was a lot behind other shit. Like, they had a working agreement with WWF. It's not just Crockett's one million, but Anoki's one million right before WrestleMania that helped fund it. Um, and then he got fucked. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> it was for the rights to book Hogan for another year, and Hogan I think made one more trip to Japan. <laughs> yep, at best, <laughs> so he got fucked. Uh, you don't say, Vince. Another another <laughs> person fucked by Vince. You don't say. Um, in 1984, he was caught for embezzlement from the company. Company almost went under. Instead, his second in command took the fall, 
and he somehow he's saved like face. the rapper Shine. Ra- yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Shine and Oki. <laughs> and uh, and from '86 through '89, each year he almost took that company out of business with questionable um, financial maneuvers. But each time he would come up with a good fucking uh, wrestling idea to save it and build back up. In the 90s, he decided... So you're saying he was the TNA of Japanese wrestling. He was somehow the Vince McMahon, the Paul Heyman, and the TNA of pro wrestling all in one man. That's impressive. Right? He doesn't get enough credit. And then in the 90s, he decided being just one of the two most famous wrestlers in the history of Japan wasn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, so he ran for Congress or Parliament or whatever they call it in, uh, in Japan and won and served. Because, you know, uh, <laughs> he wasn't going to not win. Right. You know. He's Antonio Inoki. Uh, he also, in the 2000s, almost killed his, his company in Japan by uh, demanding that uh, strong MMA shoot influence be added. Uh, and making his big stars who had never done MMA before do shoot wrestling. Yep. And then get their ass annihilated. Yeah. Um, he's completely to blame for Yuji Nagata never making it to the stratosphere of top god, you know, guy. Because at the height of his run, he had to go do MMA, which he'd never fucking done before and got his ass handed to him. Pride. Pride. Yep. Yeah. It's, it was, uh, and it took, it took New Japan a long time to recover. Uh, by that point, he left, formed his new Enoki Genome Federation, however you fucking say it. Took Brock Lesnar with him to do shoot fighting, uh, while still IWGP champion. So there were two IWGP titles. Yeah, this man is amazing. He also decided to, uh, and he did the, he was behind the North Korea famous show in 95. Later on. In, so the receipt was this week when they fired a <laughs> missile at them? Yeah. I <laughs> Notice they didn't. They didn't I'm fire the missile. Back notice you. after he died, they and fired the missile. Notice the missile wasn't fired until after Inoki Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, see power, what you, I see what you do in North Korea. Powerful man. I see what you do it. He also in like the two thousand. Thomas was holding it back. Was Antonio Inoki <laughs> might still be alive? In the two thousand tens, he did two thousands and two thousand tens. He did uh, some booking for uh, promoted some tried to promote some shows in the Middle East. With some questionable people, all in the name though of promoting peace. He was real big on peace. Yeah, he was somehow on Dana White, you and Vince McMahon were like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. Again, ahead of the curve. Interesting. Ahead of the curve. Uh, I'd be remiss if, uh, I mean, he's just, I just gave you like 10 solid minutes of some awesome highlights and some questionable decisions. We could go two hours. The and uh, you'll never find it officially, former WWF champion. Yeah, yeah, not recognized by the ref, but uh, back when did the week-long uh, switcheroonie in Japan that did they... The old, the old jizz up because old Bruno wasn't. That they were all... So. They were known to do back in the day. I remember Jack or Jerry Briscoe got like 100000 for dropping the belt to Baba for a week to put in his little bank account. I'd go ahead and do that. I would. Why not? Back then, they weren't going to hear about it much. 100 Jesus? Come on, man. <laughs> Then he taped it around his waist to ride home so he didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the old days. Uh, yeah, no, Antonio Noki's a, a true legend. Um, and again, another, like with Baba gone, Baba's been gone 21 years. Yeah. Um, just like uh, the links to 
the old time wrestling. So I didn't see the start of. Uh, so I guess it wouldn't. Uh, did they show anything on Raw? I uh, doubt it. Did they do anything? They did. They broke oh, the news during the show. Oh, good. So during Jesus. the show, it happened. They and Cole announced it during the show, like they did the. Also, oh, SmackDown. No, on Raw. Cole was on SmackDown on Raw. I mean, whoever's on Raw. Okay. I don't know, Jimmy something. Wait, wait, no, no. It happened on Friday. They Rick, broke Rick it. They, it happened on Friday. He they announced been during SmackDown. It was during SmackDown yeah. that they announced it. Like they did the shot with Cole and he's like, you know, we're saddened to hear that Antonio. That's Triple H right there. Vince wouldn't have done that. He yeah. would have just done the graphic. Mid air, mid air, they like after Hall of Famer for them, right? Did that be Hall yes, of Famer? Hall of Famer. Hall yeah. of Famer. So, I mean, you know, obviously other Hall of Fames, but yes. if you yeah, he's, yeah, he's in every conceivable wrestling Hall of Fame there is. You would think of anybody in the business. That might be the guy Vince respects the most, only because that's the guy most like Vince. Yeah. I mean, it's, that, it's, that it's saying, amazing how similar they are in a lot of ways. It's that saying of mm. uh, a madman always <laughs> well, respects a madman. There was or, never you know. that about Anoki, but <laughs> business-wise, they were true mavericks. I think that's a good word. They were mavericks. Maverick. Mavericks. They did what they wanted, and they didn't give a fuck what anybody said. I can see Canada. I can see Alaska, uh, Russia from my front porch. Maverick. There, there Boom. You go. Roasted. There you go. So, yeah, rest in peace, Anoki san. Another link to the golden era. Gone. Gunned down in his prime. Yeah, just a 79 years old. His last words talking about how this world needs to fix its shit because, you know, with the climate change and uh, global crap, and, you know, we're, we're going towards ruination and need to fix it. Bumaye. Well, let's move on to some, uh, how do we want to say, crazy stuff that happened today on the old... Yeah, you want to break this down, Corey? On the old Twitter, as I did see... I did see... Um... Andrade's part, and I'm like, what? And then, like, one of those, like, uh, dirt sheet places, like, Andrade and Sammy Guevara... Got beef, and they decided to put it out on Twitter. Well, Andrade had an interview. It was a long interview, and they, they, he just happened to say one thing during the interview. Um, that anybody could pick up what he said, could decipher what the hell he was talking about. They did apparently. It's gotten better. Like he was truly I mean, terrible. It can't for, get worse, right? Uh, among other things, he said that Charlotte is going through a lot of personal stuff, and she'll talk about it when she's ready. I, I just personally, on behalf of myself, just I'm not going to talk for the rest of No Cell Entertainment. Don't do it in the ring. I want her to take all the time she needs. No rush. To work through every bit of it. There's no rush to come back. Uh, because that's what really matters, uh, is the health and mental well-being of Charlotte. Um, of Ashley. I mean, <laughs> call it a day if you need to. Let's just make Ashley, sure you're right. get better. Yeah. Don't worry about Charlotte. I just wanted to say that. Joe can tell my sarcasm here. I, I, I can sense how real you are. Take all the time you need. That's what we care about. All of the time. He said you know he what? felt that he Go had... Go back to school. Get, he, a, get a degree. He said he felt he had all the pressure in the world on him during Ric Flair's last match. If anything had gone wrong with Rick, he... I mean, have, he died twice. He would have taken it so, personally. You know. But he also said, like, hey, uh, you know, my style's my style, and nobody has a problem with it except for one little guy. Uh, who said I hit him too hard during the match? And he's like, and then he just said, "Look, it's the wrestling business. If I hit you too hard, hit me back, or come f- talk to me about a man like a man about it afterwards. I'm bitching, moan like a little bitch, Sammy." Um, more on that's how it started. 
Uh, Sammy replied with, you are a jobber. There it is. A favor hire. Be grateful, bitch. Also not wrong. Followed by L.A. Dole. Or Idolo. Idolo. I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me, you said nothing. I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names. And I'm not scared to get fired, Sammy. You didn't say shit to me, you liar. This is Sammy. But here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get over a second time? Just go back to WWE like we all know you want to. Fuck off. Again, facts. Just, then, it's just truth going back and forth, though. And really then, like, I, I, one of them are lying. Yeah, and, wrong. <laughs> and then Andrade said, okay, I'm a liar. See you Wednesday. And I'll tell you, tell you to your face again. And nothing you say that you do not have any problem. <laughs> unlike, unlike the Bucks, I think Idolo could knock down the door. So are we going to have another issue well, tomorrow? So it's like, I was going to say this. Like, if you're Tony Khan, you're like, at least before it was people who mattered. <laughs> right. Like, I'm dealing with this shit on Twitter from these two fucking idiots. My well, God. People so, think it's a storyline. That's like, what no, would it do? Who would care about the match? They're not feuding yeah, right now. They're Nobody not feuding. Cares. Because here, here's the thing. I don't we know want to see know. Punk versus Omega. We don't give a shit about Sammy versus Oni. I, I can. I, I can I, they're not feuding, but I can tell you this. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I know uh, Corey might. Well, you know. That on Rampage this upcoming Friday. Nope, I, I don't know it. There we go. It's going to be Dark Order's 10, the, the big guy in Dark Order versus Andrade. If. Ten loses, he loses the mask and joins Andrade. But if Andrade loses, he's out. Of AEW. Of AEW. Now that part is them using the fact that people know he wants out. But he's not gonna lose. And on the anniversary he's not And on him. the anniversary of losing Brody Lee. His last match. His, his, last, last, match. his last match. He died in December. Okay, his last yeah. match. So uh I do it every time. I I, I I'm torn here. Okay. Torn. You lie naked on the floor? Uh, yeah, I do. I used to dress like Natalie and Brewery, but no one ever accused me of being her. You, do you I want us it. to? I used to want to. Do you want to now? No. You okay. know you want me. It passed now. <laughs> Corey, I know you want me. <laughs> Tell me a lie. Now I want to be that flute or whatever the fuck Lizzo played, just so people could talk about me for 45 minutes. About damn time. <laughs> anyway. So, like, I'm talking about how I feel about, like, if he clearly wants to go back to WWE. Deuces. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, it's a business. And I wouldn't release him just to go straight back there. It would be a release, like, you don't have to work here no more, but you can't go straight back on their fucking TV. That's how I am. That's how I'd be. I'd be like, cool, here's the release. You uh, don't got to be here. But you can't go there for the remainder of what was that fucking content. Enjoy Impact for a year and a half. Yeah, you can go to Impact and work a lot of indies. Have fun. You're not going to be in the Rumble in uh, three months, though. I don't know what to tell you. Big John Studd lost two years of his career because he... Uh, mm-hmm. Rick Rude lost a year of his career because the ref was like, cool, you can leave, but uh, you ain't going in, in WCW. So I don't... All these people are like, free Malachi and free Andrade. It's like... You just want them back on Raw. He's under no obligation to do so. No. They signed. No <laughs> one made them sign that contract. It's like, right? It's like, they did it of their own free will. 
exactly. they did it on their own free will, and it's that, that crazy part of like you, Corey, you saw that. So Malachi Black, the rumors started going crazy a couple weeks ago that he's he wants out. He asked for his release. He wants out, and he came out, and he's just like. I asked for some time away. I have some mental. Well, he's a fucking liar. Yeah, I know, right? He's had multiple. The week before, he's like, I did ask for my AW release. Yeah, he then did. he's like, I did just need a yeah. time off. But then fans are giving him death threats. I mean, that's, a, that's a bit too far. First yeah. of all, you that worked up over where he's going to fucking work? Also, it's not your life. Right? Like, why do you care? I'm more just astounded that that's that important to you. Like, if he goes to work, if he stays in AEW, you want to kill somebody? Or if he goes to Raw, you want to kill So What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a fucking wrestler on a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal. His real name isn't Andre Idolo. I just, I hate to spring it to you guys. What? It's not it's his Manny. real name. It's Scott. He's, <laughs> he's playing a character. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like... Like, hey, morons, you know Darth Vader isn't real, right? What? <laughs> like, like, I mean, Jesus, man. I am liking Andrade more and more, though, because also during that interview, he just gives no fucks at all. What's the, where was the interview at? Do you know? It was with, uh, no, I don't remember, but it was with somebody. I can look it up. And he uh, spent a lot was of time. Was it in time, English or Spanish? That I don't know. It could have been in Spanish. I think it was mixed. It might have been. Because his trend, the the guy. Because um, I know he knows he was does there. mostly, like, Spanish interviews. He doesn't do a whole lot of English interviews. Yeah. I want to say it was a mixture because Jose was there and he's like, he didn't, like what he said here is what he said. Nothing. Like half the time, like half the time he was like talking about how El Hio del Vikingo, when we mm-hmm. talked about last year or last week. He uh, needs to get PWI fuck, top 10. Yeah. He needs to get the fuck out of AAA because AAA sucks and treats people like shit and pays them like He's like, I understand CMML jobbers make more than main eventers in AAA. Spent half the interview just trying to get the champion of the company to quit the company and go to the competitor. By the way, the company he works for has a relationship with AAA. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Like, just fucking get out of there. Like, he just, he does not give a fuck. <laughs> that'd be like, that'd be like Jimmy would be like, hey, Roman, you should get the fuck out. Go work for, go on Rampage, dog. You should go on a Rampage on Friday. Dude, I saw the best like, what meme. What are we doing? I saw the best meme today where it's like, it's a picture of J.U., or a picture of Sammy uh, Zayn. And it says Sammy breathes, and it cuts to the Jordan, and I took that uh, personally. Jay, we're we're going to need the uh, producer. We need the producer to translate. It's, I think it was Spanish the whole time. Uh, that's uh, Taco Joe. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? My ass. I can translate that. <laughs> nope. So, nope. <laughs> Not even try. Thank you for the help there. <laughs> I just, just I, I can read it a little bit. Yeah. As Triple H once said, there's a lot of things I'm by. But lingual isn't one of them. Did I say that out loud? Did I mean to say that? I need the producer (laughs) when she can come out of her... uh, Testes. Testes. I need you. Well, I lost it. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Uh, What is this? He's standing in the Testies, testies. What am I reading? One. You want me to read? No, no, no. Translate it? No. Who is he being interviewed by? If you can... You have trouble with Mas Lucha? <laughs> this Bernardo Jose. That's who he got interviewed by. All right, this could have been solved five minutes ago, and we just said he, it was mostly in Spanish. Well, we're trying to figure out who. <laughs> who? Yeah, I mean, it just looks like some A guy. Reporter, reporter. Yeah. That does Lucha coverage. Yep. That's the interview from. Well, the guy got the dirt. 
He got all the dirt. And now it should be fun, you know? It's like it's that fun thing of I mean, is it though? Like the young box thing at least has legs. Like the, like where's this gonna go after tomorrow? Yeah, no, I mean, because they're not no, yeah. And they're not important enough to matter. I just the first thing I saw was the gif after I saw the Andrade the what I read. I and it's just the Tony Khan roll I like, oh god, yeah, what's happening? Tony, man. What is happening? Tony, you need to go on vacation or something because your company is in shambles right now. Hey, Cody, can you please come back? You were, I mean something. You were the peacekeeper. I mean, my God. So what happens when Moxley's the peacekeeper. <laughs> I got an ideal. <laughs> Just punch each other in the face and talk about it later. Let's bleed first. Bleed first, ask questions later. I don't like the cut of your gym. You want to cut me? Hits him with a bottle. <laughs> Jesus. I got an idea. But. Oh, hey, also, uh, <laughs> this is a good question. Why isn't FTR on TV? We've been asking that for but especially right now, two years? Since the suspensions, they haven't been on TV, and they didn't get suspended. Well, you think they were like, well, that's cool, Tony. You, you can't replace us with dur- FTR, though. During the weekend, oh, yeah. uh, they had a match in England where they defeated us. Uh, for who? For New Japan. They were defending the IWGP tag titles. They they're making inroads in England too. <laughs> it's just one of those. Hey, <clears throat> Jim, how would it go? It was in England. What? What was it? They defeated Aussie Open to keep the titles. And then after the <laughs> who won between Brett and Yoko? Okay. Yeah. To best my recollection. <laughs> and then after the match, they got on the live mic and said, "Yo, Tony Khan, we still work for you. Book us, brother." Damn. Uh, what? <sighs> like it's something with Dax. Dax has been on fire all year, and then all of a sudden they the, both have. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I guess Dax makes TV when he loses. Yeah, every loses. single match he's in. But like at one, you know, at points, you know, he could be the rest of the year. And then all of a sudden, the the brawl happens, and then it's just like, all right, you're not going to be booked on. Well, I mean, oh, you're going to be booked on TV, but it's going to be a six man's warlow. So honestly, my thing is for not like they're not like they're they're good like savvy businessmen, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're team punk, mm-hmm. so. There's okay. probably a reason they're not on, especially now they're not on TV. Because the only person who is for that whole thing is Paige, and he's not exactly looking strong. Now they're using him to feed to champs. So, so, you know, he's got that old Triple H 96 treatment right now. So I really thought they'd lose those belts in England. Uh, who did they wrestle? Ozzy Open, the team that was with Real Osprey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really thought they'd lose the titles to them, and then, because really, or maybe, maybe they're not on TV a lot, because they're going to figure into New Japan over the next, they do I have I mean, world, you know, if we're not going to use it here, at least let's go somewhere else. They have World Tag League coming up in November, which is the G1 for tag teams, so theoretically, they that'd could be, go over there. That'd be a good boom for that. Yeah, they'd be a real good boom for that, but I didn't think they'd do it just because they're needed here, and. Theoretically, <laughs> like or not, I guess. Uh, I'm so confused by a lot of stuff that's going on, on on both sides of the wrestling aisle these days. People you being used, people not being used, people set up over here, people set up over there. Conflict on social media. What's up? Oh, sorry, I, I just heard people Archie's over here still collecting over a paycheck. People over there, what's up? Feel me. Stand up and say what's up. I just there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting shit right now. It's like really what's what's happening here? What is happening? You who could have brought it all together? Mm -hmm. Inoki. 
If Inoki was in that locker room. I'm just room, saying. If, if Inoki was in that locker room and just slapped each and every one of those motherfuckers. I'm just saying. What this is, dude didn't start off Inoki, dude. <laughs> Corey, what's really happening is that this upcoming what's Saturday. Saturday, huh? What? The yeah. Saturday. What? It's like they've just gone to Saturday shows now. In Philly, it's Extreme Rules. Oh, how cliche. Have Extreme Rules in Philly. They always have it in Philly. It's fucking disgusting. Always. So, yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. It's not even fucking extreme. So they just, they've just they pretty much, uh, they'll, they'll throw a curveball in every once in a while. But they've pretty much got their 13 to 14 cities that they just do premium live events yep. in con- Dude. conceptually. Uh, <laughs> like just, and I'm going to tie it around to this uh, other company, AEW, real quick. These two companies need to branch the fuck out. Because you guys, you guys know that Grand Slam didn't sell out, right? Oh, yeah. You need to stop going to these same fucking cities, Tony. But you, need, made, you need to branch the fuck out because you're starting to see ticket sales decline now. Yeah. There are a lot of the upcoming weeks are looking pretty bad and, uh, on both sides. Like, dude, there are other parts of the country, the West Coast, that would love to see big wrestling did, live. But, we would love to see did it. Did you see who Warlow's <laughs> taking on? Yeah, Brian Cage. Yeah. They're, they remembered they had him. He issued an open challenge and signed those two. I'm like, what's well, so up? Wardle will beat him. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Anyways. So. Back to Philly. Back to Philly. Let's mark out Nosa for extreme <laughs> rules. I, I literally know nothing about this card. That, so. This is why. I, so that's why it's good. As of right now. That's why. In this very ring. Oh, you suck. Are you in coats? There's only six matches. For the night. They're going to add at least seven of those. So, this is a new thing about this company. Yep. It's, it's the, so the AEW has longer cards to get as many people on as you can, and it goes a little long. I, I will admit that. But this company does like five to six matches, and it still goes three and a half hours. I mean, each match gets like a half hour so block. So, they pace it the way boxing pay-per-views do, and it drives me nuts. So a couple weeks ago, I went to watch the Canelo fight in theaters, right? It started at 5 p.m. our time. Mm-hmm. They said a week before the pay-per-view, Canelo would not walk out before 8 p.m. It did not matter what happened before 8 p.m. He would not walk out. He actually walked out at like 8.45. They had three fights before his fight, and he walked out... Almost four hours later. I know, I know it's a different scenario, but like the... Like, what are we doing? Just get to the shit. What was it, a year or two ago? Like the boxing UFC fight? Like the box- It was a Canelo fight. Yeah. When he fought uh, Sergey Kovalev, the UFC event uh, was more important. So they delayed the start of the main event to have... <laughs> the UFC was in... Vegas? New York. Oh, yeah, MSG. Because Canelo was fighting in Vegas. The owner of T-Mobile called Dana White and said, we don't want to put our pay-per-view on before your fight because more people want to watch your fight. Can we show the pay-per-view in the arena before our main event? And it was like, absolutely you can. Because it's smart business. They, had a, they showed video of Canelo laying on a couch. Yep. Fully gloved, that. in trunks. Robe on, just it's like waiting. an hour. This is what W. This is this is WWE. It's we need seventeen minute video packages and then twelve minutes of entrances. Like, Everybody gets the three D graphics. It's like that. It's like the thing here. Like uh, for the Monday Night War stories for the pay per view upcoming. Which you can listen to it. No, it's on Thank you. Royal Rumble, five matches. Royal Rumble two thousand one. 
but five it was matches. Fast. Like, there are other three minutes. Like the rumble, the rumble is over an hour, but yeah. it's, it's a rumble. Makes rumble. Sense. But yeah, but, but like, five matches. Rumble's matches generally don't feel like they drag. No. Generally, they can, but, but not like, generally. Yeah, this pay per view will drag, and I don't know which one drags worse to me—the one that's overloaded, or one like this where it's like. To me, it's it's like it's these where like at like, least if there's fourteen matches, like there's matches. You're, you're going. Like there's a lot to get through, but he get Tony Khan gets through it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need the five minute Dominic re- replay, and then their slow entrance, and then their you know what I mean? It's like, it's like we've talked damn. about it before. Like even on the, even on live TV, it's like it's seven fifteen and Becky Lynch hit the ring. <coughs> it is seven twenty. She's still in the ring. It's seven thirty. Her opponent is now coming out. That's got to be draining for the live audience. Um, yeah, they didn't even do that shit when we last time we went to Raw. Like yeah. we, they just did terrible. Like they did the commercial break thing where they didn't wrestle, so they would just stop. Yeah, and then we were just like, really? <laughs> so at least they still get wrestling during commercial, but now they just take forever yeah, to, to get, get to, the, to ring. the ring. Yep. So let's mark out here, guys. In a Extreme Rules match for the WWE <laughs> SmackDown, how is that different than a No DQ match? Like legitimately, like what is bastard. what is? But what is their nothing? De- all delineation variations of the this, same fucking thing for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. No, oh, well I can't no sell that enough. That's no for both parties. Got I don't it. give a shit about Liv Morgan. And I really don't give a shit about Ronda. Okay, when is her contract up? Yes, not soon enough. Cause she does not want to be here yeah. at all. Like I mean, she's not even trying at this point. We got a strap match: Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. No sell because you used the words Karrion Cross. Okay. No sell for me because it's. I've said this multiple times. It's my literal least favorite match. No, I thought Last Man Standing was your. No, move. no, it's oh. the strap match. Strap match. No. Uh, I hate the um where they all they they have to stay till like nine and a half every single count. Like you can just get up at one. Like you're not dead. Yeah. Just get up, stand up. Uh, it's an I quit match. Edge versus Finn Balor. Theoretically, I should like this. It's two guys I don't hate. Uh, <laughs> Opposite <laughs> to that guy. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but no. Well, okay. I'll say this. You should like it, but Edge has been off TV for the past month and a half, and now he's returning in in the past two weeks. So like, hey, we I want to I quit match with you. It's like, okay. Plus, I don't like purple scarf sachet Finn Balor. It's just not him. Also, Finn Balor sucks. So no. Oh, I don't think got it. So does that. A, a, a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as the special guest referee. Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Hey, that's uh, Seth freaking Rollins. It's Seth freaking Rollins to you, sir. Yes, I, Sorry, it's, first of all, it's Seth Franklin Rollins. Franklin. Yeah, being honest. I get it right. So, yeah. That's a no. So, um, so Seth probably wins, right? I think Riddle wins. It's Riddle's fight. The fight pit's his gimmick. But he's, he lost the he's first lost one. the first one. But so. it's like... He's got to win at some he point, He has right? to win at one point. I mean, you say but that, ag- but then again, in big time matches, Riddle has to win at some point. Yep. I, so and Ron, <laughs> so know. yeah, yeah. Uh, so DC being here is um, well, stupid. No, uh, well, yes, this is dumb. Yes, but it's dumb for a different reason. Uh, this all points to him taking on Brock and oh, Saudi in November. This is what they're building towards. Yeah, yeah it's and that's and Brock. terrible, and that's terrible. 
The fight was intriguing. The actual fight was intriguing. Oh, God. I'm trying to do math here. Six years ago? Five years ago when they had that interaction in the octagon? That's, oh, a, long time. That's yeah. a long time ago. Nothing happened from that. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter now. That's a long time No ago. one's going to care about a, a worked fight between well, these two. That's why it's happening here. See, WWE's got themselves in a wonderful position. They don't have to have anybody care about those Saudi matches. They just need big names. Yeah. So it's like their part's fulfilled. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to garner interest. It just has to have big names. So the, the thing they have in their favor with this is DC is a huge wrestling fan. He's legit a giant fan of it. Like when, uh, when Israel Adesanya came out to Undertaker's theme music. Yeah. He was losing his mind, like, like just like Matt Striker with Diesel, just losing his fucking mind. So do you mean? So he thought that it was mean... the greatest thing in the world, and his, like, Anik, the commentator was playing along. Joe Rogan, I mean, she was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Like, you know, because he sucks. He sucks at life. He does. So, but I mean, I don't want to see Brock in DC. It's going to be terrible. Oh yeah, I mean, it's going to be absolutely terrible. Well, he thought means... Tyson Fury was bad. At, at least, least Tyson Fury's tall. At least he'll give a shit here then and do his job here. Like he'll, you know. They're I mean they're the essentially like they're it. essentially doing the Ken Shamrock thing is what they're doing. Yeah, it's yeah. the Owen Hart who and Owen Hart and And Ken Shamrock. Shamrock or then, oh, no, uh, no, no, who was he the ref for? Shamrock? Oh, I, I missed Boston, that. Austin and Owen. Or Brett. Survivors, Survivors right? Survivors, yeah. No, thirteen. WrestleMania thirteen. Shamrock was the ref for Austin. That's right, that's right, that's right. So, I mean, that's what, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not saying Rollins and Riddle or Austin and Brett, but. What? Or that Cormier Shamrock. What? Oh, he's better than Shamrock by a lot. No, I'm talking about professional wrestling. He still might be better than Shamrock. Shamrock wasn't. I don't know. Shamrock meant more in 1997 and what was still his prime to a wrestling company than Daniel Cormier, who's past his prime, right? He doesn't even fight anymore, right? Yeah. So I would say. 1997 Shamrock would be more valuable than present-day Cormier to WWE. I don't think that's outrageous to say. It's not outrageous, but it is debatable. Uh, We have two more matches. A six-man tag team good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. What? So a match? Six-time, a six-man tag team good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match as it's the brawling brutes of Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch versus Imperium of Gunther, Ludwig, Ludwig, and Giovanni. I mean, I'll mark out because I like all six guys. Except for Ridge Holland. I don't really care about Ridge Holland. But, He'll break your neck. But I like the other six, or the five. I like that Imperium was put back together. They took away all the racist uh, pieces as soon as Triple H took over. And uh, they're being treated normally. I well, like almost. that. He's still called Gunther. Well, but they're almost there. They're not wearing the red, and he's not doing the Hitler uh, <laughs> promos. Yeah. So I mean, a step in the right direction. Uh, so let's see. I- I'll mark out for that one. And I think you guys will mark out for this one. Ladder match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Bailey. In a ladder match? No. I'm not digging a ladder match. I want to see them in a match. Yeah, I want to see them. They're good in a match. I don't don't need the... Like, do they warrant a ladder match? No, but the pay-per-view. No, I know, but... The plea 
The plea warrants a gimmick the match. Plea. So here we go. We're going to shoehorn them I just want to see them match. in a fucking match, Yeah, dude. I just want to see those two go 20 minutes in like, a match. Like, what's the last time we had to see Becky or Becky? Uh, Bailey just in a fucking match. Yeah, so that's a no-so. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's a waste of those two. They're outside of Becky, your two best workers. Event. So that's far. six. I mean, I forgot Roman only works five shows a year now, so. As he should. It's probably, it's probably three well, too many, to be honest. Well, take the fucking belt off him, because goddamn. I mean. It worked in, no, it worked in 97 for Hollywood Hogan, because you had 10 other verifiable main event guys on your roster that you could put in main events on pay-per-views. Kidman, yep. Back and to the left. Seriously, though. They had 10, like, main event guys. Here, you don't have that luxury. So if you're not going to have the guy with the belt actually work, maybe get someone else to be that guy so that you're not missing. Maybe Logan Paul beats him for the belt. I'm just going to pretend you didn't fucking say that. Acknowledge Logan. Tell me. He has the table, goddammit. Well, they're doing the the season premieres of both uh, AEW and SmackDown this week. Random in the middle of October now. It's when they started. Yeah. So it's tactically they're, yeah. That's where you get the world low. Like SNL just started. It was like October 2nd or whatever. Yeah, I was SNL like, just started. Like MJF is it's taking It's all later on now. It's weird. Utah. Like the NBA starts like four weeks early and like the season starts yeah. like in October. It's very strange. What the hell? I'm... <laughs> We're out of touch, Corey. We're old. TV is. Uh, we can't keep up with these young whippersnappers. First of all, it knocked I you could have like knocked me over with a feather when I found out there's no comedies on NBC Thursday now. For 40 years damn near, it's been the night of comedy, premier comedy on NBC. It's not a thing anymore. And now it's 3 hours of law and order, which I didn't even know there were three different law and orders there's now. There's three, yeah, it's the the original uh SVU and then like the um, it's like organized it. crime, I believe. Chris Christopher Mullaney. It's organized crime. Organized crime. Yeah, I could yeah. watch that. Yeah, I have his character just went to that, but I could. Yeah, I like him and an organized crime. So, but I was in on maybe the new Law and Order until I saw the Bird Notice guys in it. So I was like, man, yeah. yeah. But then, sir, that's the star of Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows. So you you put some respect on his name. You you listen to fake movie expert. Do you hear that NBC is also considering getting rid of the 10 p.m. hour? Yeah, like Jimmy Kimmel for what? 10 p.m. Just getting rid Sorry, of it. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon. Because the primetime lineup from 8 to 11 is like an outdated process. They're just going to go to 8 to 10, probably. And they might get rid of uh, primetime. Yeah. Like, talk, like, Fallon might be gone. Yeah, Fallon might be gone. Yeah. Like, still watch talk shows. It's like, fine. Just, yeah. I mean, haven't done who still years. watches that shit? I watched the Colbert opening monologue. That's about it. I, I just... I haven't watched a fucking talk show. I mean... And Even I, like when they were like hot, I was like, "And Kimmel's one of my least favorite people on earth, so I'm yeah, not going to watch him." Fallon, I'm Fallon. I, mean. I was like, "Who eats Kimmel?" Kimmel's the right. Jimmy's. It's the Jimmy's. Yeah, it's the Jimmy's. Fallon's one of my least favorite I mean, people Fallon on earth, so sucks. I'm not going to watch anything with him. Yeah, I won't either. Check your phone, sir. Oh no, it's that <laughs> thing of uh, you know. Uh, Late night, man. I I think you look even um even uh, what's his face is leaving. Trevor Noah is leaving. Yeah, he's leaving Daily Show. They just um TV. They just end that show, right? No, they're looking for a replacement. Yeah, but they keep saying that uh, you know 
TV's not changing. Yeah, well. You guys are wrong. All you young people. What yeah. the hell? Hold on. What? Hold on. Okay, holding on. Hold on. Roger, holding. I have to throw to something, guys. What's that? Uh. Jeff Mack is calling in? That can't be right. That can't be right. Well, I guess let's... Uh, let's see what this is. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen from the land of the rising sun, the Dakai Sensei, Jeff Mack is here with your Japanese wrestling news. And as everyone mourns the passing of Antonio Inoki, the show must go on. And in the world Inoki built, there is no room for little bitches. So let's first go to the world of stardom where we just finished the five-star Grand Prix and your winner is Julia beating Tam Nakano in the largest tournament in company history. Julia will now go on to December 28th where she will face Shuri for the World of Stardom Championship. Can Julia finally get over the threshold and win her first world championship and be the third straight five-star Grand Prix winner to successfully cash in? In our other piece of news, we go to Pro Wrestling Noah, where we move towards the finish of the career of the great Muda, Keiji Muto, and we just got word of his next match on October 30th, he will be taking on no uh, none other than the ace of a generation, New Japan Pro Wrestling's own Hiroshi Tanahashi. A dream match for both in their prime, but a wonderful way to move Muda towards his final match, which will happen in January, and we have heard that Sting will be a part of that match. So a lot of fun things coming forward. Next week, I'll bring you more news from the world of Japan. But now, back to you, Joe. But I'm going to give that a C-. minus. <laughs> I liked it. Something I uh, <coughs> uh, something he, he talked about. First of all, Hiroshi Tanahashi. How hard is he going to have to work to make that Muto match even halfway memorable? Because Muto's working on, like, you think Kurt Angle in 2016 was... Uh, a difficult watch. Are we going to get Ric Flair's last match here? Is that what we're going to get? Muto dying in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Can you tag it lethal? Is there still time to get him there? Yeah. Somebody, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff I'm going to call, call. In, call in some favors. Get lethal into the match. It's a, it's a tag now, Flair. You know what? Just tell uh, whoever you tell over there that we will extend your contract if we can get lethal over there to save this match. And who knew? Who would have thought? Do you think? Who would have thought? Do you Not think, me. Do you think Sting could have thought that he'd be making seven figures a year diving off balconies right now, and that he's going to get at least seven figures? You have to figure to fly over to Japan to wrestle in Muto's last match in 2023. As, as been the case for about 40 years, it's good to be Sting, <laughs> right? It's real it's good. Just good. It's to be real good to be Sting. Because remember, uh, you're not the warrior, so no. Sting, it's real good to be Sting. Sting continues even in 2023. Sting continues to show us how it's done. So, look behind the curtain, you guys. Do you remember last night I was about ready to punch a hole through the walks? I, I, I heard of this nugget, and I couldn't remember. Yes. yes. Joseph R. Lessel, yep. the third, Esquire. Yep. Yes, that's right. DMD. Genetti. 
Who was supposed to be the original Big Van Vader in Japan? Oh, yeah. Do you know? I know he created the character. Yeah. Before he figured out Leon White. Who was it supposed to be? Who was going to be the original Big Van Vader? So, what was the year? 1987. Two guesses. 1987. You'll never guess. I heard this on, I was like, what the fuck? Anoki, again. That's what it was. Anoki. So it came up with the the name. Yeah. He created and Big Van Vader. The Big look, Van Vader. The, the whole the, thing. The whole thing. But guess but he had somebody else in mind. Yeah, but before Leon White. Okay. He had someone else earmarked. May I? Can I ha- ask a question? Maybe. Oh, you can ask whatever you want. Okay. And we, you can we, say yes or we no. We don't have to answer, answer but you can That's ask. Right. Does, did this person become a big name? Not being. Can neither confirm or deny that. Neither. Okay. I can say yes. Okay. Then say, yes. You'll never I'm going to go... John Tenta. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess, but wrong. At that time, uh, in all Japan, uh, after his sumo excursion, so not a bad guess, but no. Then, but you're fucking wrong. Okay. Uh, my other, my second one would be, I'm going to say, I don't know, Boss Man. No, but I will tell you, this pick would have been ultimate. Warrior. I, God damn it, I thought of it. I... God damn it! I thought I'm I just, like warrior. I just want everyone listening to think of Vader. God that damn iconic it! Iconic character. He had as the ultimate warrior. He wanted Jim Helwig. God damn it! To be Big Van Vader. I had no warrior was my first idea, but I was like Vader, big guy, big. So I'm like, I, that's I went big. Did you know that, Corey? I did. God no. damn it! I learned that like two days ago. And I was like, fucking excuse me. There were only two guys on Earth that wanted to push Jim Helwig to superstar. What did I tell you about Vincent and Oki? Warrior was the first person popped in my head, and I'm like, no, I got. I, Can you imagine Jim Helwig trying to circumvent the big Van Vader gimmick? He would probably get lost in the helmet. <laughs> oh my God. God. Okay. What a great nugget of wrestling history. Can I give you a follow-up nugget? Absolutely. And I have this on, on DVD. It's fascinating to watch. Towards the end of 1987, Anoki wants to heat up Vader. He, he's debuting. This is his first appearance. It's his first appearance. Yep. So Anoki ends up in the ring with him in an unscheduled match, and Vader destroys him and beats him under two minutes. Yeah. What? They had a yeah. riot. In the arena. A literal the fans riot. fans rioted. The fact that a no-name that nobody knew annihilated Antonio Inoki in under two minutes in the main event. But you know what you can't say? He wasn't wrong. It no, fucking worked. It worked. It worked. That crowd rioted. Like, again, I told you, we could go three hours on Inoki and not now run out of think of all that, and it could have been Jim Hellwig. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I should have just went in my gut. I honestly, it was the first person I thought was a warrior. And then I'm like, no, it has to be someone big, like, like frame, like Vader. And I'm like, Tenta. Thank God, God history worked out the way it did oh my in that God. instance. Holy moly. Although we got his Hoffman speech when he was alive. So, yeah, so you know, fuck, you, fuck us, I guess. Vader even gave you warning. I've got two years to live, and I want to be in the Hall. And you deserved it. He deserved it. it. It's not like he was an undeserving guy. It's like Like, Crash Holly wanted to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, motherfucker, it's Vader. uh, Vader's earned the right. Okay. Nah. Nah. We'll wait till he's dead. Yeah. But you guys know what you guys shouldn't wait for? Power Pro Wrestling tickets. That's right. Never. Go to powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com and get your tickets now. They just announced Adam Ryder versus... 
Vinny Massaro. I don't know who Adam Ryder is, but he's going to learn a wrestling lesson. He's the lesson. guy who beats Vinny Massaro. He's going to learn a wrestling lesson. He's going to learn today. At Bumps in the Night. At, that's right. So get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. And I don't even have to look at that anymore. And Joe. Yes. If I may. Yes, you may. For some reason, you're struggling with that website. I don't know why. It's an easy website to remember. Easy. And but it's if easy for something you're struggling with, you can also just go to nosellentertainment.com. Right there on the page. Click the link. Take you right there. Can you? You can. There's a little tab that says Power Pro Wrestling. There it is. Power Wrestling, right? Wow. Takes you right there. Get your tickets. And it'll take you, it'll take you to their YouTube channel as well. Now, let me tell you guys, in Eugene, Springfield area, and hey, in the Salem area now, yeah. coming up, Kaiser on the 14th, talk about a bang for your buck. You get such an enjoyable night of pro wrestling action. Yeah. It's it's all inclusive. It's 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 fun. It's There's such... It's affordable. It's affordable, but there's such a fun atmosphere surrounding it. Yeah, have you ever gone to like Raw and been bored to fucking tears? Yeah. This is not that. This is not that. There's actual crowd participation, and you actually want to be in the the crowd for the shows. There's a good group of people running this thing, Mm -hmm. making it go. uh, They've yet to disappoint us. Competitive matches. Competitive matches. Fun, like wrestlers and personalities. And I'll tell you one thing I love, because uh, near All and dear... All the Sabaros you can eat right at Vinny Massaro's alley. Near and dear to my heart, as the oldest one here I experienced this, is Don Owen's Portland wrestling. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I, I got to experience the very tail end of it, but at least I got to experience it. I have fond memories of staying up as late as I could on Saturday nights watching Portland wrestling on KPTB12. Oh, man, with, with Tom Peterson's advertising. I miss it, so I have a whole bunch of it. But of all the... And there's a ton of options in the Northwest to watch wrestling, and they're all good. Mm-hmm. You know, your DOA, your Prestige, your Defy, whenever they decide to show up every once in a while. Yeah, it's almost like uh, other companies should come out to the Northwest because yeah. it's a pretty good fucking wrestling scene. But now, nah, you know, don't, that, don't let that get in the way. And they're all worthwhile companies. They're all worthwhile to, to support. But I love Pal Pro Wrestling because it reminds me the most of Don Owen's promotions because there's a constant influx of young new talent that uh, are on the come up. It just feels like territory wrestling. That's just it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's territory wrestling alive in 2022 and I love it. It's fantastic. So next week here on the No Sell, we'll be marking out No Selling for both. It's next week. Next week, guys. Damn. Both POW shows. It's coming up quick. Yes, it is. So get your tickets now at POWProWrestling.com. That's right. POWProWrestling.com or no entertainment. Don't forget to subscribe to Pal Pro Wrestling's TV or YouTube show yep. on the Pal Pro Wrestling site now. That's right. Used to be on Wrestling with Regret. Now it's over on Pal Pro Wrestling. And, Go uh, ahead and subscribe. If you're one of the first four thousand subscribers, you may win a prize. Hey, and so I, get over there and do it. Download Eventbrite app and go powprowrestling.eventbrite.com or download the Eventbrite app and get your tickets there. A good time will be had by all. A good time. Should be happening. If you don't, Bubba Blanchard's going to punch you in the face. Because it's Blanchard country. Speaking of a good time, guys, we had homework. Oh, we yeah. did have homework. And oh, I forgot, I almost what, forgot about this. What was that? Uh, Mr. Booble, you picked it. So I did. I have been thinking about picking this for a while, honestly. Yes. Uh, we went back all the way back to the COVID years. All the way back. Are we arguably still there? I mean... Don't let the facts in the way of a good story, as Dusty Rose would say, if you will. If you will. It's the facts of life. 
Second most recognizable athlete. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> um, so we'll go back to the COVID year. WrestleMania 36. 30.6. 30.6. Two. Night Dose. Night Dose. Night Dose and Gabbana. We're going to the Firefly Funhouse match between Bray Wyatt and the returning hero, John Cena. Yep. Who wants to start? Uh, you. You can start. It. Okay. So when we watched this slide, we watched this sort of on like a Pseudo Zoom live. call. Yeah. We're, we're on Zoom. I mean, Joe and Zinner are about four minutes ahead of everybody. So Yeah. <laughs> And I told her to be quiet, like, every time. I mean, she should have been making sandwiches, to be honest. But you know, That's right, brother. You know what I'm talking about. Like Yvonne Eric. Joe, why would you say that? <laughs> Sorry, one of our kids is dead. Where's my steak You're sandwich? Steak sandwich. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, but when I, when, as we were watching it live, I enjoyed it. Because it was weird. But not like Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton weird. Like that was weird and like bad and, on the fucking mat. and bad. This was uh, just weird in a good way. So I was excited to watch this again. I haven't watched it since because I mean, there's been no reason. I, you know, I saw what happened, but I was like, you know what? It's time to revisit this. And I, I gotta say, when it first started up. I kind of missed that stupid Firefly Funhouse theme. I was like, God damn it! I shouldn't like this, but I do. It's stupid, but. This theme is just makes me laugh. Damn it, it's stupid. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, I enjoyed the fuck out of this. I can't call it a match. It's not a match. It's a segment. Sort of. I sort of likened it to the "This Is Your Life" segment from Raw between Mankind and The Rock. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic piece of television. But it's, you know, it's obviously not a match. And this is not a match. But I do love the story they told of, and they played the promo throughout about John Cena wanting to get rid of the most overhyped, overused, over, you know, overexposed wrestler. Thinking the whole time he's talking about Bray, when it's flipped on him, he's actually talking about himself. And it's him fighting his own demons and fighting everything that everybody says about John Cena. And fighting his past and his failures I just thought the story was so well told. I thought it was so good. Just a genius level of storytelling. I thought it was like, it's, it's like meta the way community is meta. Mm. It was like if community put on a pay-per-view match, this is what they would do. It's so good. I enjoyed the fuck out of this. Yeah. Uh, That's me. That's you. That's me. I'll go since I, I want to save uh, Corey's hot take for last. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was. I remember when it first when it first happened, and I wasn't really excited for it because of the fact that I think the match got booked two weeks, three weeks before the show, mm-hmm. and it, all it was was Cena coming out on the stage, and then the Fiend comes out, and then. The Fiend points at the WrestleMania sign, and then Cena tips his hat, and it's just like, oh, that's how we're doing it. That's like, I don't, I don't, that threw me on. I'm like, really? A WrestleMania match? Tipping a hat? And then they do the storyline of that. It was entertaining. 
You know what I mean? It's like I'm with you. I I honestly thought when you were talking, like this is your life. Like it's just a, a 15 minute, you know, thing of showing funny highlights. You know, we never thought we would see a the WCW intro on a WWE show. The word for word with Bischoff with Braid talking like Bischoff. Uh, Cena coming out like Hollywood Hogan because that's what the fans wanted. Mm-hmm. We got the fist. Um, and the shot of CM Punk there blowing a kiss. CM- little, snuck in a little picture of CM Punk in that little that little vignette, which is interesting. This is this is good shit. You know the puppets, the Vince and the like, Gracho Man or whatever the <laughs> yeah. the Falcon or the hot bird was. It was entertaining. Um, because we were all confused, and then we didn't see Cena for like a year and a half. So uh, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. And the funny thing about it was the producer was sleeping during, and then she woke <laughs> up, and she goes, did you watch something with Bray Wyatt and John Cena? I was like, no. Why? And she goes, I guess I dreamt it. And I let that go for like 20 minutes, and then I was like, well, yeah, I watched the WrestleMania match. <laughs> this is why she slaps me before the yeah, show, Joe. Yeah, every time. This, this is the reason why. Every time. She have preferred good time, Jeff. <laughs> you leave him alone, Corey. Uh, back when it first aired, I was on that Zoom call. Mm-hmm. I was further behind everybody. It was just lagging. <laughs> yeah. And between you guys's and like the little bitch with his ultra excited like exclamation point, I mean, he would just scream and what the fuck is this? And you guys laughing. My kid had to, well, at the time was 10, and he was, what's going on? And I felt like I was in some sort of psychedelic fever dream. <laughs> you just had all the shrooms. I had, all yeah, I had all the shrooms. You guys were marking out and talking about stuff that I didn't see for another four minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I'm trying to process what you guys are marking out with, coupled with what I'm seeing on my screen. I've got the sound down so I can hear you guys on the Zoom call. So I'm like... I don't know exactly what the fuck is happening here, yep. but it's definitely happening. Yeah. This is the first time I've gone back and actually watched it mm-hmm. with uh, with the sound up. With yep. the, I didn't go to the cock. I pulled out the old trusty Blu-ray Ooh. because the one purchase I still make every year is WrestleMania on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I've got one through 30, whatever the fuck this year was. Nine? Eight? Eight? I don't know. But they're all on Blu-ray right there. Nice. Well, the ones that were available on Blu-ray, the yeah. rest are on good quality. Guess they're on upscale DVD. Yes, <laughs> Betamax. Um, beta. Uh, somehow I have two on on eight track. I don't know how I did that. Lucky <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. Four on reel to reel. Don't you worry about it. That was like a closed circuit setup at his house. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. That was my own closed circuit setup in eight, eighty. As an eight year old, I've got the reel to reel out. <laughs> don't worry about it. I got this under control. Um, I'm actually kind of lost for words because Mike pretty much said every point I was going to make. Nailed it. You, you, you pretty much nailed every single one of them. Nailed it. Uh, I found it interesting mm-hmm. that even though it's a Firefly Funhouse match, it's actually all about John Cena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bray White. Is pulling the strings, but it's 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 a fucking Shakespearean tale. It's a one man show of the in ring career of John Cena, and 
It shows every failure, some of the why didn't he's. My biggest takeaway watching it this time was, wow, they really are hammering home in the middle part that Cena fucked up and should have put wide At over 30. 30. 100%. That's exactly I was like, yep, he should have gone they, over. They really hammered that home. Yeah. Like, damn. Uh, and then I... I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't a match. That's yeah. My biggest takeaway was the first thing you said. It wasn't a match. Uh, it was more like a a Warholian like fucking art sequence. Like it was meta as fuck. I enjoyed it um, for what it was. I could never rate it, and I wouldn't try. I didn't yeah. try then. I wouldn't uh, try you now. Didn't do it then. Yeah. Um, my only complaint about the the whole piece of business is ironically nothing to do with it, mm-hmm. but with what happened afterwards. And I mean, like in the years that passed, I think with how meta it was and with how they dug into Cena and first of all, credit to Cena to be selfless enough to have all that shit just thrown his out face. into a they, match. They do. Uh, he broke up with Bella and he, you know, he at one moment, you can look, yeah, but you can. Everything yeah. was thrown in his face. Everything. And he went for it. That's commendable. I'm so, I'm still so fucking on John Cena. I don't know how I feel about him. But this. He might be the most polarizing figure in the history of wrestling. It's this, crazy. I would have thought this was maybe one of the greater artistic things they've ever done in that company. Mm-hmm. If he never wrestled again. That if he didn't come back yep. to fight Roman. Yep. And I understand why they did. First, you're you're just now right now smack dab into live audiences and now all hands on deck. Yeah. I get it. But for this But to also have been, wasn't at WrestleMania, it was like right? what are we doing? For this to have been the actual swan song. Would've been great. Would have been the old, would have been the perfect way to end a career. Mm-hmm. Especially that you one. You get the, the most career retrospective one. at the same time. Right? And how they yeah, how they wrapped it around to where he's got him ready for Sister Abigail, and it's the whole the most overused, overhyped, over. If the match would have been the thing would have been done, and he never wrestles again, mm-hmm. this is maybe the greatest piece of art they've ever done. But because of that, it ruins it for me. A little you bit. know what hurts it too, but really, really hurts it. What is the night before they had that boneyard match? Yeah, which was also which when we were, I mean we went into it, we were like. The fuck is this? I went into that. This with is some no, dumb yeah. shit. We're gonna do a what match? I went, it's cinematic. I went with no expectation. I was like, okay, this we is shit a, all over that going into it. This is a waste of AJ. What are they and doing? Like it was, it was the best thing they had night one. I mean, it crushed. And, it and so, a, unfortunately, it followed that. And it was the best way to end Taker's career. It followed it, unfortunately. Yeah. So it hurts it a little bit. I think so that does hurt it as well. Yeah. Because if the, if the Boneyard match, and if it had just been a Taker AJ match. A wouldn't have been good. Because I But if it if it had been the only cinematic thing that weekend, I think it would stand out more. I'm A, I'm an AJ guy, but mm-hmm. I'm also more of a wrestling guy. And that one at least more symbolized a wrestling match. Yeah. A fight of some sort. So I would so I was automatically going to be more drawn to that one. But then they ended up killing it. Yeah. And then this but 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 in its in its defense, this is so totally different from any fucking thing. That you've ever fucking seen. So it just those shots when they go back, because how over Bray was. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And that like, 
It got he got such an organic build with the crowd because he was for sure a heel, and the crowd just latched onto it. I remember killed it. the first time I heard him sing, I got the whole world, and I was like, "What the creepy ass shit is this?" They got and it. the one where the kids all came out and sang it. I was like, "They had it, dude. What creepy it. ass shit is this?" Yeah. And you know what? You had Taker lose at thirty. Yeah, you could. You could he ascends right there. And I know you make Bray for twenty years. And I know what I bet what Vince is thinking is, "Oh, if Taker's going to lose. Cena's got to win. The crowd has to have something." Uh, it's called you, Daniel Bryan at the end of the night. You give them Bray. That's what you give the crowd. Yeah. No, it was. They fucked up. It was a miscalculation. So bad. And watching it reminded me of something else too. I don't want him to come back particularly. Bray, I, can, no. I can live in a wrestling world with yeah. Bray Wyatt. But if he comes back as Bray Wyatt, I will at least give it a chance. Of the like the Wyatt family. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with the Fiend. I, I objectively hate the Fiend. <laughs> and I think the Fiend is one of the worst things that's ever happened to the wrestling business. <laughs> but if it's Bray Wyatt, I'll at least listen. <laughs> but it'll definitely be the Fiend. No, it'll be the Fiend. It'll definitely be the Fiend. Uh, did your kid watch it this time with you? No. He's Damn. so busy with his other crap now. He's... So I'd be curious what he thought about it. I'd be I'm, curious. So I'm watching it. He's seen it a couple of times. He loves everything. I mean, John Cena, Bray Wyatt. You, you twist his arm. But are you shocked, Joe, that he liked it? Yes. I, well, I didn't consider it a match. Yeah. I'm open-minded if it's not a match. You know? Yeah. And I went into it going, I know it's not a match. I mean, yeah. I've seen parts of it. Like, <laughs> I remember watching the whole thing. I just don't remember watching the whole thing. What was your guys' favorite part of it? Like little segment, like what was your favorite part? I, I'm all about symbolism. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the end where he had him for the sister Abigail and seeing his own words are playing. It's so good. Uh, and then Bray counts the pen as the fiend has him in the 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 fucking mandible. Uh, I like that. I like you know I like the. I like the cut-ins and cut-outs of stuff. So, like, Cena's first promo and... Uh, ruthless Aggression. Riot, uh, uh, Bray is mm-hmm. Kurt Angle doing the Ruthless Aggression. Ducks the... Duck, ruthless I cannot aggression. believe they found the outfit. Like, I, it's obviously the same outfit, but, right. like, I was like, oh, my God. My favorite cut-in All that is put, Saturday Night's Main Event. Saturday Night's How Main Event. How crazy was that? First of all, after they yelled cut... Cena's arms probably couldn't go up. My God, did he fucking just lose it? <laughs> um, they burned. Dude, it felt like a, an '80s Rockies montage. It was so good, dude. I was like, "Oh, this gets me in the feels right here." They had oh, the yeah. music. <laughs> they had the music for it. Yeah, they even used fucking Obsession by uh, what? I mean, it's Mania. You go out for Mania. You, you pay for Mania. I was like, "Oh, it's the original." And, it's, yeah. and, it's, but, and the thing is, is also it's still on the. Uh, the cock. It's on the cock. Yeah. Like, it's still, like, I. you think, because most times when they use, like, a Metallica song or something, the next day it's sponged to some generic. Well, this is the middle of an avant-garde art piece. I bet people aren't looking for You know what I mean? Yeah. They just forgot about it. Uh, the cuts with Bischoff doing the promo and, you know, and I, I love like, you. It's the tiniest little nitpick, but I didn't like Bray wearing the Wolfpack shirt. Yeah. And yeah. Hollywood in the white and black. I didn't like that. That was, that was I mean, you know. But you're just picking nits. Yeah, that part. As Cornette, I, as Cornette yeah, it was. Say. It was. It was fun. I think it was like what, 15 minutes. You know, what was off putting to me. Just like whenever it would like cut to whatever he was wearing. It was when he had that 
terrible haircut. And so I was like, oh, oh boy. Oh, John. Oh, John. That's a terrible I don't haircut. Like, yeah, I don't like the current haircut he has. It's, it's long. Terrible haircut. It's, it's, I know it's to cover the balding spot. Yeah. Then just shave it, dog. Just yeah, just go you, full bick it. Just go full bick. You can easily go full bick. Easily. It's your John Cena. But no, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, same. I guess that makes me up. And this brings a question to Corey. And if it's on the location. It will be. It's a New Japan. Oh, what? My homework. New Japan. Okay. If it's on there. What is it? Um, we talked about both these men earlier in the show. And I thought, I've never seen one of these guys over there in Japan. That's, that's right by Idaho, Jeff. I, I, I thought it was next to Connecticut. Is that, I was, Jeff is? Uh, that might be. Turn on the geotag, Jeff. Let's see what you Yeah. Have. Coward. So I want to know if you have this. It's a uh, Don Taku. Don Taku? Yep. 1993. Is it on? I believe it's not on there yet, but it can be because I do believe I have the DVD. <laughs> okay. So I can put it on. If there. you can put it on there. Because I would like us to watch Muda taking on Hulk Hogan. Yep. From 93. Yep. In in New Japan. This is the time this is the weird time frame. He's technically WWF champion at the yeah. time. After the nineteen, the WrestleMania nine raping, and uh, bullshit, he's openly flirting with New Japan, doing press conferences over there where, as he has the death belt with him, refers to it as a toy, and just something he's occupying himself with till he can get the IWGP Heavyweight Title. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and it was a shock he testified the next year. Okay, yeah. if you say so. So like, yeah. <laughs> So if that's I on, if, if you it, get it, can, it, it, okay. can be, it can be gone. Okay, cool. It can be found. I, I found a website. Nice. And, huh? Is it the motion of daily? No, 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 <laughs> no. I, what I'm getting to, I got, I found a website that is the, all the star ratings from the Wrestling Observer from 1963 to here. Yeah. So I just clicked on, I can click on a year and they have the star ratings. And I, nice. I, I'll pick that match because it's a four star yeah. from blah, blah, blah. But we were talking about it, and I remember there's one spot in the Muda Hogan match. I'm like, okay, I got to watch. I need to. And then we brought them both up. I'm like, why not? Let's just do this match. Sounds good. I will get that on there. Sweet. Now we have some. uh, Let's try to stump this guy before we leave. Almost. Almost? I'm going to give you a challenge, Joe. I'm going to add us more homework. Oh, geez. I like this. Yeah, I'm going to add to it. Okay. Like In addition to your match, yeah, which I will watch okay. for the next eight to ten weeks, Blue something like that. Eight weeks, maybe ten, something in that range. In that for the range. next few weeks, and then for the next few, okay, mostly for you and I, sir. Oh, okay, because Corey, Corey can help. He can be the teacher here. I but could probably host the show. We can get the homework done. We need to watch Tales from the Territories. Okay. It starts tonight, I believe. Yep, tonight. With uh, Memphis, Memphis, I do okay. believe. Oh, it does start. Okay. Well, they're starting with a bang. Yeah, they are. So pick a match. Or... No, no. Watch, no the we're watch the show. Oh, oh and yeah, then of course. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Talk about it. Okay. I, you know what? When you brought this up pre-show, this is my idea. What I thought it was going to be. Watch it. Or we could do it. It's up to you guys up here. We do it. 
but Corey picks a match from that territory that they don't if they don't talk about. Oh, that's a good idea. So next week we'll add some more. Yeah. So. So yeah. Yeah, I want to. So I want to. I want to watch them every week and then. I like your idea. Either. Yep. And I like what you added to it. We're yeah. gonna combine it next week and do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I think, for the next few weeks. Yeah. That's fine. Got it. That sounds good. Because even if you don't have, even if Vice is on the Hulu, it'll be on. The it, it'll be available. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know it what the next there. couple weeks are after Memphis? I don't know if they set up an order, but I think they're like if they list uh, some assuming it's like Portland and I've heard of it. Yeah, that's gonna be Memphis, Portland, uh, Texas. I'm so excited to see the Portland Florida, one. I'm so excited. Mid South, uh, Crockett, Mid Atlantic, AWA because the uh, Stampede. So yeah, all those. And why are. I want to do this is because the Tales of the Ring sucks now because it's WWE co-authored and fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching that horse shit anymore. That's garbage. But this is not. So <laughs> this is still those guys doing what they can do what they do. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited to learn about uh, some old shit. I'm trying to figure out which Memphis match. I mean, I'm gonna have you guys experience. Uh, I'll fair have one. I have a suggestion. Okay. All right, I'll I'll listen, I'll listen. And if you have a better one, we'll we'll do that next week. But so yeah, I thought Joe might like that. Yeah, I just thought I just thought what I thought was just like that was your idea of a uh, no no it's to watch the show. I like what both of you put together. That's fine, me. Well then, fuck it. Let's not do it, Joe. Okay. Right. <laughs> Everything I like turns to shit. Should we try some database? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to. I I have lost all faith in myself to stunt this man. My only goal now is to get past two matches. It's, That's my only goal. You say that, and then I won't be able to figure this one out at fucking all. So uh, Hogan versus Andre. That's <laughs> all you get. You have, to, you, have to get the, you have to get the event. I give you that okay, match. So you got it. You okay, got to guess right, or I stab you in the heart. <laughs> I accept those terms. <laughs> all right. Then he gets it right. <laughs> God damn it. Son of a bitch. Tuesday Night Titans. <laughs> you so, ready, sir? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <sighs> Joe, yeah. How? Hold on. Got it. There's eight matches. How many matches until Corey gets it right? Lately, it's been one or two. So what's your guess? I'm, I'm put the over under three and a half. Under. Okay. God damn it! I'm sorry. I hate this so much. I'm sorry. I can't get it. First match. Phil Shatter defeats Zach Salvation. What the fuck? All right, there's oh, one. I got one. I'm intrigued now. I got nothing. Next match. Pal Pro Wrestling Zone. Davey Richards. Re- okay. Richards. Richards. Davey Richards defeats Kenny King. Okay. All right. Oh, jeez. Yes, right right. Next match. Necro Butcher defeats Eric Stevens. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it yet? I know where we are. Okay. Next match, Cassandro El Exotico defeats Rhett Titus. Oh, I know this. God damn it. I should put the over. Next oh, match? Yeah, go ahead. Whenever you're ready to stop. Colt Cabana and El Generico defeat Kevin Steen and Steve Carino. We're in 2010. We're in Ring of Honor. Is this the Big Bang? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, dude. The. The Big Bang. That's what I picked, and he got it anyways. Some bullshit. Nailed it. All right, we'll finish this. Before you go on. Yeah. You just have bad luck. You picked the first. Fuck me, right? Yeah. You picked the first ever internet pay-per-view they ran. 
live. There it is. <laughs> I mean, like, so yeah, it was kind of a big deal going in. This is the top of the website I use, Joe. I literally just click a link and find a year and pick one. That's all I do. Yeah. I, I You just had bad luck. What am I That's supposed all. to do with this? I, last time I picked the first, like the last fucking clash. God damn it. Anyways, last few matches. The Kings of Wrestling. Joe, who are they? Uh, Kings of Wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, come on, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm stopping Joe now. Fuck this. I'm hey, stopping Joe. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm switching the game. You bastard. It's Chris Hero and Claudio. <laughs> sorry, I, I was trying to see if I could find the... I know, the, so I'm uh, catching off guard. No, I'm trying to find the tar- Tales of the Territory Order. So I'm catching off guard. I think you got me. Thanks. Who's Eric Stevens? Um, Eric Stevens is that well, he guy. He knows him from uh, the last couple years, Indie. Indie boom. Uh, Zen watched a whole bunch of shows with Eric Stevens. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Who's Phil Shatter? That I don't even fucking know. Probably he's shattered. Uh, so it was Kings of Wrestling defeating the Briscoes. <laughs> Imagine that match. It's good as advertised, Is by it? the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then a three-way elimination match. Here you go, Joe. Tyler Black yep. defeats Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. Great match for the world title. Damn. Yeah. That was a good show. Oh, and then Blue Demon Jr. and Magno defeat... Mysterioso and Super Parka. Yeah, for some reason they brought Lucha into North Carolina. I'm not really sure why, but yeah, yeah. it's huge. So yeah. huge. There's that, I guess. At least they the, picked some legends. As the producer chimes in, he's the uh, Eric Stevens is the one that has retired tri- twice and he's back and has a cookie place. Isn't that Roosh? Well, he had a cookie place. Yeah. It's uh, went under. But so, yeah. uh, how did the first internet pay per view go for Ring of Honor? Was it was it uh, the old uh, <laughs> Fight Dot Live or whatever? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, it was on their website. Ring of Honor oh, Wrestling. Uh, that couldn't have gone well. It did not go well. Uh, Jim Cornette has told many stories about the nightmare. I remember one time one of the grips tripped <laughs> and uh, unplugged the entire life system <laughs> out of the wall. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, hey, we're down. What? We're down. Yelled, Steve tripped. We're not online. Why not? Steve tripped over the cord. God damn it, motherfucker. God damn it. So it was a real real Mickey Mouse. You know what it was? It was an outlaw mocha. It was an outlaw mocha. He tried, but it was an outlaw mocha. No wonder he hates him. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds him of fucking Ring of Honor internet pay-per-views. Checks out. Uh, so uh, this week's tells it's going to be the Memphis. Yep. And it's focusing more on Lawler and Kaufman. I mean, I mean of course. Yeah, yeah that's going to be You come with the heavy hitter. Yeah. So, But yeah, I, I can't find anything. Well, of, good. It's a surprise so, then. Yeah. Good. I, I know the ones. I just don't know the order. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Even better. Well, I mean, probably and not. I the... cannot wait for Portland. Oh, I'm so excited. Ooh, I've been on a Portland watching spree lately at night. So I, I what is, on. was it mid-70s to early 90s? Like, what's the time frame of Portland? Uh, from the well, from the 30s all the way to the 91. Uh, the highlight, the, high, the heydays of the mid-70s to like 82, 83. Okay, um, okay. I mean, when you've got at one time... I'm guessing it's going to be Piper-centric, in the I'm late assuming. Nin- in the late 70s, yeah. you had Buddy Rose and Roddy Piper, and uh, and the Sheep Herders came in and made a big deal, the Bushwhackers. Jesus. Uh, before they were the Bushwhackers. Um, Piper and the, and the Sheep Herders together? Sounds yeah. fun. You had Buddy Rose, Roddy Piper, the Sheep Herders, Rick Martell. Um, uh, who's that? Uh, Rick Martell! There it is. Uh, all, in the, all in the promotion at the same time. Adrian Adonis. And then in 80, but then it kind of cools down, right? Mm-hmm. But then in late 82, 83, they have a fucking resurgence out of nowhere because there was always young guys coming in, right? You still had Buddy Rose for the veteran leadership. Jeremy Blanchard, Jetta. <laughs> of course. But then you have Kurt Hennig and Dynamite Kid. 
As on, like, what? pretty much unknown people. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. And then Matt Bourne and Billy Jack Haynes. Jesus Christ. 83 was a low-key banger year for The Bourne. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. All right. So, yeah. Looking forward. Can't wait. Can't wait for uh, the homework. All of it. Can't wait for Power Pro Wrestling. So How about? Get check us at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. To watch my champion, Vinny Massaro. Our champion. That's I mean, right. first of all, Funny Bones is champion. First no, of all. Not my champion. I understand he's wrestling that night against Chris Brady. Uh, and it'll be a great match. The, the best of luck to Chris Brady. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Wessel here. Guaranteed a Chris Brady victory. Because Funny Mo's not my champion. I, I did a follow-up, Joe, because I did say that uh, if, if you lose, and you will lose, you had to hang out with uh, old little bitch in a bong for four hours and watch 49er games. Yeah, I'm going to pass on I that was one, corrected that he does not use a bong. He uses only joints. Oh. So I knew I liked Devin a little more than... Yeah. So there's that. So you don't have to live in a bong, so I don't like the, I don't like the punishment then if he's not, in, I know he's not in a bong. I don't like it. I know you don't call it that anymore, young kids like Devin, but I'm a J-man myself, so. I'm going to pass on the little wacky tobacco. I guarantee. Devil's lettuce. Nope. The electric lettuce. There it is. But you you can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com, where you can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, all the POW tickets. You can find us on social medias, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. Give us a follow, a like, oh, a quest. If you want us to watch something, send it our way. Uh, if you just want to throw lettuce at us and tomatoes, you can do that as well. You can throw a particular kind of lettuce at me. Nope, you can't. Bro. Bro. It's illegal, dude. Easily, yeah. <laughs> Not in my country. Pretty soon, you'll hear that from me and Booble. But you can also... What? Oh, got it. Yeah. Never mind. But you can find listeners on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Baby? You are, Joe? You're L7, man. You're an L7 loser. L-O-L. But I like, that. But I like always. Well, you... That's why he's anti that stuff. He grew up with his dad, you know? You know, Marty Gennetti always 